really the degree to which like we'll we'll watch rising eugenic white supremacist uh, evangelical authoritarianism like being codified into law and like the the new york times like whatever liberal response is like oh don't worry it's just messaging it's like oh my god you know i've been really angry in trying to sort of drum up you know support and allyship from from you know non-trans so-called allies or just progressive groups and i'm like what what will it take to wake you up these are not just cultural wedge issues and i really think that there's a problem in the sort of democratic, you know, kind of liberal establishment where I guess they just have never learned any lessons from history, but haven't even learned any lessons (laughs) from the last five years where I'm like, what is your fantasy of the stability of political institutions, right? Like, I really think a lot of people believe every time one of these bills is passed and you look at, you know, on Twitter, all the replies from, you know, progressives, but like liberal progressives, they're all like, well, time... I'll just tag the ACLU to make sure they sue the state. And it's like, y'all know Chase Strangio is not your personal lawyer, right? And it's like the same people who I think like legitimately thought like Ruth Bader Ginsburg was like, you know, the resistance on the screen. I'm just like, what is your imaginary of how America works? Because like when we look at what these bills are doing, it's not just like, uh, you can't discriminate like that, you naughty conservatives. It's the same playbook that they, that they you know, developed around lots of other issues like anti-abortion, where they pass bills that are obviously illegal and unconstitutional. But that's not the point. Their failure is priced in. It's part of waging a broader, you know, anti-democratic assault on women's rights and reproductive freedom. And, you know, this is not that different. It's like, we're talking about taking away people's health care and their ability to go to public school. And it's like, what, what, how are you supposed to survive if you can't go to school safely and you can't go to the doctor? Like, these are build the building blocks of life. And then these bills create new powers for the state that are unimaginably draconian like the texas bill which was passed by its senate i believe um that allows the state to declare that anyone who affirms the gender of a trans child commits child abuse and so that child can be abducted from their home and placed in foster care where presumably you know they would be adopted by some sort of evangelical family i mean it's just like this is barbarism it's authoritarianism it's gender fascism well it's Mm -hmm. you know the 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 sort of the language of the new york times and and some of these outlets is is very much like treats the obvious unconstitutionality of these things in, in a way that that sort of groups them with the trends piece that you see once a year on like wacky laws that are still on the books like you can't yeah. eat peanuts on you know thursday afternoon in this particular county but but the like these are meaning these are also even if they were just symbolic bills they would be harmful as symbolic bills it would doesn't really matter if they're constitutional or not exactly like they're harmful even just as a symbol and 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 actually if you i mean even in the doctrines of like standing even if a bill is like just symbolic it can impose a damage or a harm on somebody like quite quite obviously uh but the other like piece of it is like this isn't just symbolic like the power that this gives to the state i mean even just the 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 athletes piece is really kind of sweeping and and profound because one of the things like i think it's funny that now like idaho in defending itself it's like oh no 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 we weren't really trying to like you know, uh, be be that uh, sort of invasive in someone's like uh, private life, but really, what they're saying, like that—that's what they say before the court, uh, and the court, the court at that point is like, okay, well, why exactly are you 
so vigorously defending what you're doing. But um, they're, you know, like pretty clearly in the text of the law. It's like, no, we get to like perform an inspection on your gender identity that's like separate from your doctors. And it's I don't think that people really understand just how vast the powers that these bills like give the state. Exactly. I mean, this is one of the ways I've been trying to encapsulate all of that and to sort of sum it up is, and this is, I think one of the key axes is the state is trying to become cisgender right now. And what I mean by that is it's similar to how we saw um, in the era where the defense of marriage act was passed, you know, where there was all that effort to try and pass the the constitutional um, marriage amendment, right? It's the state, not simply saying, hey, I don't support gay and lesbian people. It's the state saying, no, the state has an official sexuality and it's heterosexual. And so it's not just like the state is disestablishing minority sexualities. The state is establishing official sexuality. That means that anyone who doesn't meet that sexual standard will become a second-class citizen per se. Um, And this is the same thing. The state has never been cisgender. This is something I've been, I did a little bit of writing about recently because you know, sex and gender have been very malleable, changing kinds of legal and political constructs. To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. You'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron-only episodes. And be the first to get a new patron episode every Monday when it drops. With love, the Death Panel.